Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Josh and Chad here, and we are joined by Pastor Lonnie of Redemption Church in Hammond, Louisiana. Pastor Lonnie, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. What about you guys? Doing good. We're good. Thanks for joining us. on. This is a last-minute request, so Pastor Lonnie, I had to pull some strings. Good thing we're tight. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, today we wanted Anything to... Anything for you guys. <laughs> That's right. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, well, today we wanted to top... Uh, tackle the topic of a recent um news event it was a uh, the killing of george floyd black man in minneapolis uh, at the hands of a white man a cop mm-hmm. um many of our viewers have probably seen the footage and can i'm sure agree that it is it's horrendous um but the reason we want to bring it up is because we just haven't seen a lot of um Sure, obviously, we've seen a lot of coverage from it, but not a lot of churches are covering it, uh, especially in our. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say how it is. Like mm-hmm. our, the white reformed culture is not saying anything about it. Yeah, we haven't um, seen much, and so and that's fine. I don't want to attack them right now, but I I do want to help our congregation and our people that follow us just see this biblically. So uh, we didn't want to talk about it alone. Um, Right, as two white men, so we brought you in, Pastor Lonnie, because we know um, you got you got wisdom. Yeah, for for, for those that don't know, Pastor Lonnie, he's African American pastor um, and has been pastoring and church planning for a long time, especially in prominently African American communities. And so, um, and he's a super godly man, and so we really respect your opinion, Pastor Lonnie, on especially on issues like this. And so, maybe we can start that way. Um, Pastor Lonnie, what what have you seen? What's some of your thoughts, just kind of opening thoughts about um, this situation? Uh, Well, look, man, thank you, guys. I want to say, first of all, I appreciate uh, you guys wanting to do something. And I know these these type of situations, man, you you kind of, you don't know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I applaud, you know, the fact that uh, doing nothing is not the something to do, you know? Right. Um, so I, I appreciate you guys and, you know, um, and also y'all made me sound so, so credible too, you know, in the, in the introduction, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but listen, man, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, uh, if I be honest with you guys, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to deal with the anger that's in my heart. And I want to do it, deal with it in in light of the gospel. And mm-hmm. you know, this hurts. Um, I've experienced things uh, a lot of this, man. I, I know from firsthand experience, of course, uh, not of course not to that level, but I also uh, so I'm looking behind me, but I'm also looking ahead of me where I have three young black sons mm-hmm. that are going to have to face you know, uh, these type of, um, situations, you know, I mean, it may, God forbid, and I pray that it never happens, uh, to, to our boys, but 
they're gonna they're probably gonna be in positions where they have to make decisions. And so, <clears throat> just but initially, man, my my thought is, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Uh, I, I've addressed these things before on social media, and um, and I've had white friends that have mm-hmm. been upset with me. Uh, I've had some who've addressed me on social media. I've had some that address me privately, mm-hmm. and I've had I've had you know one in particular. Uh, who asked me, why am I even getting into that battle? You know, that, you know, in, in Christ, you know, there's, you know, we're not black or white, you know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, <laughs> bond nor free, male or nor female, you know. And so, yeah, all that sounds good, you know, uh, you know, in the super spiritual realm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm a black man mm-hmm. and yeah. I have black problems. And, uh, when so talking about your three I've boys, a, you have three real threats to to raising them in the way that they can handle a situation like that that comes up. Like that's a very real threat that right. <laughs> I mean, someone like me and Chad will never have to worry about, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So you, you I think know, you're, I, you're. We've had that conversation. Mm. You know, we've had that conversation uh, with Aubrey. You know. Um, you know, we, we had the conversation that, listen, son, you know, hey, the police address you. Hey, you don't, you just quietly do whatever he says. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you know, even if you feel that he's wrong, uh, you're in a position to where you have to make the decision to humble yourself. Don't be prideful. Even if you know you're right, if you feel you're right, you wait. Uh, but don't respond, you know, how to respond, you know. Mm-hmm. So so we, we, we've gone through the role play, man. I mean, sitting at the table with my wife there and, you know, she's helping me to try to think through all the things I need to say to them, right. you know, to be prepared for uh, situations like this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll well, tell you, um, Pastor Lonnie, you know, speaking as a pastor, you know, uh, and uh, being white myself, it was really eye-opening getting to just hang out with you as a friend and you know you really helped me see that there's just some things that for better or for worse we're just tone deaf to and I and I don't want to be that way I want to understand all sides and what people go through because that helps us know how to minister to people effectively and and in reality like there are things especially the black community faces that we should we should all have empathy for even if if I'm not personally black, right? Um, and so first question, we'll just kind of, and, you know, this came about, we we actually had some of our congregation reach out to us and ask, you know, what should we think? And and um, thankful that we have this platform of a podcast to be able to do this. And so I want to answer some of yeah. their questions that they have. And so okay. um, one of their questions was, how should we respond as Christians, just as Christians, not necessarily black or white, but just as Christians it, to the injustice regarding racism specifically. How, how should we as Christians respond to this? And I'll let you go first, Lonnie. Okay. So uh, the first thing, you know, I share with you guys that I'm angry, you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't expect you guys to, to understand the depth of the anger and so what I need during this time as a black man, I need my white brothers and sisters to be patient with me. Yeah. Because what I'm trying to do is anger, but sin not. 
you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm trying to lead a, a group of people to, okay, be angry. That's okay. If that's what you're, that's where you are. Okay. But sin not in your anger. Okay. Retaliation is not, the, is not the key. Right. You know, so, you know, cause some people are saying that some people are all over social media right now talking about retaliation talking about, okay, enough is enough. Okay. You know, so, so we have to, you know, uh, by all means necessary. Actually, I had posted, I shared a post yesterday, Yeah. but I saw the retaliation on that post and I took it down mm. because I was just trying to share the video because of course, man, we don't, we don't preach retaliation. So I need patience in my mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. But also, the Bible says, "Weep with those who weep." You know, so I need that empathy. I need, I need you to feel. I need you to, to identify with, you know, mm-hmm. with the whatever we, whatever we're missing, or whatever uh, that is being uh, wrongfully applied to me as a black man, we as a black people. I, I need you to find a way to try to identify with that. Mm-hmm. So, so patient with my anger, finding a way to identify. You know, with because at the end of the day, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's not forget that. You know, so mm. when I hurt, hurt with me. You know, right. don't yeah. don't just look at it as in this is another incident. Okay, this another no. This you know, George um, uh, was somebody's son. You know, he he was somebody's somebody's uh, brother. Absolutely. He was somebody's friend, and so we got to put a name on these numbers. That's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. We have to put a name on these numbers, and so, um, so, so with that, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, we we look at you know the the situation. We look at you know um, what's on social media again. I told you I've I've been attacked. I've been attacked by my friends. You know, and so I had a guy ask me, and I, I want to share this because I think this is very pivotal right now. Uh, and I'm 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 not the angry black guy. I'm a black Southern Baptist, so mm-hmm. I feel that <laughs> you know that I, I can be you know heard in this matter in a different light. That hey, I'm not the angry black dude. But every time we speak up, so every time I've spoken up, and I don't want to be a blank. I don't wanna put a blanket out there. But every time I've spoken up uh, on behalf of black people or black and brown people, I've had some white person to address me as if I shouldn't say anything. And where are they coming and, from in that? Like, what what, yeah, what makes them want to say that? Again, one was, okay, as if I'm not a black man. Like, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're you know, in, in Christ, we're spiritual. We're spirits. You know, I had one guy tell me that. Like, hey, man, we're spirits, man. The Lord is coming back. He's not coming back for a black man or a white man. But listen, I'm telling him, but hey, bro, if Jesus was walking the face of the earth, right, if he was walking mm-hmm. the earth right now, he would be trying to, he would be dealing with those who are marginalized. Mm-hmm, he would be right. dealing with the poverty. He would be dealing with those that are suffering. He would be, he would be in the projects or he would be in the trailer parks. He would be with those that are suffering and those that are, are, are misled or mistreated. That's where he would be. And so we can't look and get right. all super spiritual and go to heaven. Uh, it ain't time to go to heaven yet. We got to deal with earth issues right now. Right. Well, you know? we, we also got to so, address the sin that's happening in those situations, whether it be racism or whether it be um, some other tor- some other bigotry towards something else. There's still that heart of sin that we should we should not turn a blind eye to or pretend like it isn't happening because of a bigotry or a racism towards a skin color. Because we does should happen. hate that sin that we see. That's right. 
I see. Uh, absolutely. And, and so this so this is what, you know, I, one of my friends asked me, a pastor brother of mine, and I, and, I, and I appreciate his question. He asked me, we were riding, and he said, man, just tell me this. Why, why, why are black people picketing saying black lives matter? You know, and I, I wanted to know. I said, well, well, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. He said, but don't all lives matter? And this is what I told him. I said, if I got two sons, and my son mm-hmm. asked me, my, my, say if I have two sons, the younger son come and ask me, Daddy, do you love me? And I say, I love both of y'all. But Daddy, do you love me? I love both of y'all. Well, Daddy, what, you know, there, there has to be the idea of, Daddy, why can't you look at me and say you love me? Because to say you love me don't mean you don't love him. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, but, it does. <laughs> and the reality you know, is that there are, I mean, over our history, I mean, it, it has been treated differently. You know, people of, of color have been have been treated di- differently and have been rejected or shunned um, in the sin of, you know, man's hearts um, in racist ways, right? So it's right, just true. Right. You know, it is a reality. And when you watch this video, you know, Josh and I were watching it, and, you know, you, you'll definitely get some people say, like, well, we don't know that that was about race because it doesn't say, you know, it's never said. But at the mm-hmm. same time, when I broke down the belief of that with Josh, I was just we were just talking it through, and I was like, when you see that type of brutality and hatred, there's only a few things that cause that. Either mm-hmm. this cop is... is hom- yeah, because that's what initially what I thought. I was just trying to be objective about mm-hmm. it, and... I I trained myself to uh, think opposite of what the media says about everything. Mm. So when it comes to something like this, I'm like, well, shoot, like every because this is one thing that is actually uniting the media. It seems right. like, and everybody's is seeing the same thing and and drawing the same conclusion. So right. I'm like, well, we don't know the guy's racist. So right. then, but it, what I what I was telling Josh is when you watch this, there's only a few things that cause that type of brutality. And it has to come from a deep place of hate. So either this cop is homicidal or there's a reason why he is treating this man in this way. And you have to make a conclusion that it has to be something about the man and that draws that conclusion of this is probably about race. It's Right, because you don't get that kind of hatred just being a bully right. or just like... Right, because we walked it through. A power trip. Hey, if it's a power trip, yeah, he might slap him around, but I mean, when he's got him down, he's going to put him in the car, and like, that would be wrong. But to sit there for nine minutes with your knee on someone's throat, stone cold, stone cold, like that's hate. That's deep hate. Right. No matter how you cut it. Right. I mean, so when you when you when you go to that, like you said, you know, okay, you got. Um, and, and right now my mind is all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are several things we're dealing with. But, okay, you have um, a white guy walks into church, you know, kills nine black people. He is escorted out of the church with a bulletproof vest on, civilized, right. <laughs> in a civilized fashion, and he's placed in a car. Mm-hmm. You have this guy, and you know, and they say it was forgery or whatever he was dealing with. He was, they called 
and you got to, you got, you know, and I understand, listen, and okay, there's a criminal situation. Okay. At, at some point, as I'm watching the video, you've been on this guy's neck so long, he's helpless now. You got him in cuffs. Mm-hmm. Put him in the car. You right. know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but then, you know, so it's like, and we've, we've been saying this a while. Okay. You know, you got, you know, some white guys. Go, I mean, shoot up a play, blow something up, and they're escorted out, you know. But then you got a dude that's selling cigarettes and CDs, and he's gunned down. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 we have to look at that and see right. the value of life. At some point, the there's a pattern. The value of life and the devalue of life. Yeah. Right. There's some, and that's when I spoke out, man. The first time, well, I say, you know, when I when I spoke out pretty directly mm-hmm. was I'm sick of the pattern. Right. Okay, we can say, you know, hey, these are all criminals. They, they all had, you know, we can say whatever you want, but I'm tired of the pattern. Mm-hmm. And the pattern is that these are unarmed black men who are gunned down by police officers. Right. That's been the pattern. Right. And that has to stop. And if it doesn't stop, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so what do we do as the church, you know, as Christians? Because we should be the ones that speak up and, and have influence for the gospel, right? We should be offering hope. Yeah, there should be hope in this mm-hmm. situation. And I'll give a few of my thoughts, and then, Lonnie, I'd love for you to expound upon it because you'll, you'll probably have a better perspective even. But one thing we know scripturally, you you brought it up earlier, is that Paul says in Ephesians to be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. That that anger at injustice, we see Christ in John 2 clear the temple, and he was righteously angry. There's It's okay to, to be angry at injustice. We should be. Our response to sin should be that we hate it, and that's obvious sin, right? But then what do we do with that? We can't sin in our anger, and James tells us that the anger of of man does not produce the righteousness of God, right? So mm-hmm. right. what do we do? How can we respond? How should we respond as Christians? And um, my a couple of my thoughts are, one, we got to take care of our own house first, meaning mm-hmm. how are we raising our kids? What kind of conversations right. are we having with our kids? Like, I want my son to know and and to see that there is an issue there, and I want him to be a part of that change as he grows in his generation, right? I want to preach the gospel in my home, and I want the gospel to penetrate the heart of my children and, and hopefully their friends and so on and so forth. And then we also need to, to be about spreading the gospel in our community because the 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 hope or the cure to hate is the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And when people mm-hmm. begin to live out the gospel in a way of humility to where we don't see our fellow man as different than us, but we see everyone equal at the cross and we begin to care about each other in that way. And so those are just mm-hmm. two of my initial thoughts. And then the, my last thought is we should, we should leverage the influence we have in our communities too, even at the legislative level. You know, we should meet with our representatives or we should um, have conversations in our communities. And especially as a church, we should do things in our communities that show that we are different and that we do care about these things and that they're, 
there isn't an awareness and an accountability um, from the people in the community. What's what's your thoughts? You, you know, those are really three really good ones. Um, and what I'd like to say is, you know, I appreciate those who are saying something. A lot of times, man, it's not much you can do, you know. Um, right. It, it's, it's hard. You know, it, it, a lot of these things, you know, <laughs> Jesus said something's going to come by prayer and fasting. You know, a lot of these things are spiritual, but we have to address them in a spiritual way. We have to address them by prayer. We have to address them by, again, uh, sharing our faith, you know, getting the gospel into our communities. You know, I mean, if a person is really gripped by the gospel, ain't no way in the world <laughs> they're going to be a racist. They're mm-hmm. not gonna, and if they were, then they won't remain a racist right. because the gospel will melt your cold heart. Mm-hmm. And so the, the power of the gospel is what's going to change our communities, what's going to change, you know, our world. You know, now I want, again, those that, that are my white brothers and sisters, my white friends that I see that are flooding and, you know, social media with their, you know, they disapprove and they are angry with us. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. That 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 helps. That helps me know that we're not in this alone. And so, right. I, I mean, you know, the protesting. Okay, I mean, I, I looked at one point. I saw as many white protesters out in, in Minnesota as I saw black. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah, I thought that too. Good. Hey. You know, walk, hey, walk with us through this. Listen, when we say Black Lives Matter, don't say all lives matter. No, no, I, I, white person, can you say yes? Black lives do matter. That's right. You know, I mean, right. can that, you, admit you know, that? say that for the sake for the sake of you know, as 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 Pastor Chad alluded to, that historically, it has seen that there is less value. Right. I mean, we can go to we can go to the testing uh, of the little girl. Uh, which doll is the pretty doll? The white doll was the pretty doll to her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we can we can look we can go to Jim Crow. We can go to Reconstruction. You know, and we can go to uh, day segregation. We can go mm-hmm. to uh, the, the, the 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 Jim Crow customs. See, a lot of people don't know that Jim Crow wasn't necessarily all laws, but some of them were customs. You know, uh, in in the South, especially, you know, there was a Jim Crow custom that if a white person walked on one side of the sidewalk, you had to cross the street. There was a Jim Crow custom yeah, that, hey, you you know, there were certain things that a black a black man, no matter how old you were, uh, much older you were than a mm-hmm. white person or a white boy, you had to say yes, sir. That was a Jim Crow, Crow custom. Right. See, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, someone asked Dr. King, said, you know, what what is the difference of you know the the Jews or the Native Americans? You know, or, or what was the difference uh, of the Jews? I think it was that you know why black people are having such a hard time because they were you know uh, mistreated than anyone else in the world that was mistreated. And Dr. King says mm-hmm. that African-Americans, blacks, were the only people ever enslaved on American soil. And what that did was it created a, a, a stigma mm-hmm. about black people, black skin. And so, 
I mean, listen, I mean, you you know, the right. black, the, you know, the, the hero, he always was on a, a white horse, you know. I mean, you tell a white lie, white lie means not too bad. You tell a black lie, that means that it was a disgusting lie. You should be penalized for it. <laughs> I mean, so when yeah. we look, black and white just have, you know, they have their weights that they carry, right. you know. And, and most time, a lot of people don't know. You know, even within with, within us, there's something that is deeply ingrained in us that we sometimes have bought the lie mm-hmm. that white sure. people are better than us. You know, we've bought the lie. You know, most black people don't want you to know that. They won't tell you that. But yes, because a lot of times people, some black people feel like they've arrived because they got a white friend. You know, yeah. uh, oh, man, I, I got my white friends coming. Oh, come on, man. I mean, listen, what kind of Jim Crow mess is that? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a friend coming, you know. But yeah. because we are in a white rule society, because I played baseball. Mm-hmm. I played baseball at a park that was named after a white man. We had three baseball diamonds in that park. They all were named after white men. Okay, listen, the property, the streets that we live on in Hammond, most of them have been named by white men. Not, you know, so guess what? Most of the property was owned already by white men before my before my forefathers ever were released from slavery. And when we were released from slavery, that was even worse than when we were enslaved. Because now we had to look through the bushes for something to eat. At least master was feeding us before. So you go from that and reconstruction never reconstructed anything. It was a joke. Mm. So you have now the white man who's been running a race for 400 years while the black man was in the stall. Mm. Now we're saying, okay, black people catch up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what you're saying is very good for, for us to hear because some of that's just being educated and being aware of the stigmas and the things that exist. And, you know, generational sin, it gets broken when the next generation turns to the Lord and we decide not to follow in those stigmas anymore, but you have to know what they are in order to change them. It's the glass ceiling. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the same yeah. time, here's here's what we're not saying, and I know you're not saying this either, is the the key to this is not bringing white men down in order to raise up black culture or whatever it's no 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 let's treat everyone equally at the cross like christ has shown us that it's about our hearts not about our flesh and so and i think sometimes the pendulum swings on the other side to where it still is a fight and and it's the only way that it's good is if if the other team starts to lose a little bit, and that's not the right attitude either. The, the attitude is, man, in Christ we should all we should all be serving the Lord and winning together. And right, and anywhere right. that our our brothers and sisters are are being oppressed under a stigma or where things are not right or justice is not being served, then then we should come alongside and 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 want to be a help in that voice and in, in that change. Right. Right. That's that's you I mean absolutely, man. Listen, again, we don't we don't we don't heal our hurt by hurting anyone else. That's right. You know, uh, you know, you have you have you have white cops that kill black people, mm-hmm. but you also have white cops that love their communities and they protect and serve. Right. You have black men who are straight up criminals. You have black men who will hurt you, mm-hmm. you know, because of their criminal history and their criminal lifestyle, you know. But you also have black men 
who love their families and who are hardworking, Absolutely. just as you have white men who are hardworking and you have white criminals, mm-hmm. you know, who will hurt you. You have white, you know, so the thing is, we have to take the shade off. We have to take the color off of uh, these different personalities mm-hmm. and just know that, hey, you got good black bad guys. I mean, you have good black guys. You have good white guys. You have, you know, that's what it is. And right. again, all of this can only be accomplished by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sharing it, you know, we as the church uh, ministering to those that, you know, uh, are, are lost and reaching those that are lost, that mm-hmm. those hearts that are of stone will become hearts of flesh. Those hearts that are cold will right. be melted by the warmth of love and the love in the gospel. And so that's the answer. That's the key. No, never, mm-hmm. never are we to look at and put everyone in a category. Right. You know, we can't do that. And, and you know, and we do that on both sides. Blacks mm-hmm. do it as well as the whites do it. Right. You know, the blacks do it. You, hey, you know, it come to white folks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, right. That's real talk. That's what we, that's, that's what we say, you know, right. because they may have been hurt by white people before. I've been hurt by white people before. Mm. I've been cheated by white people before. But I can't, can't, I can't now uh, criticize and categorize every white man because I had a bad experience with a white man 20 years ago. Mm. Right, right. And that, that's where and it gets we dangerous do on the other that. side. Yeah. We do that. We do that as black people, as white people. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that. We put people in a category because, you know, uh, you know, I had I had one I had one of my, my white pastors tell me, you know, because I'm in New Orleans. I'm, I mean, at the time I'm in New Orleans, I'm like, man, I, you know, I got to be careful here. I'm not used to this. I'm used to living in the country. I walk wherever I want, I, you know, and so I have to be careful. And he told me, no, you okay. You look like a pretty bro, you know, bro, bro dude yourself. So you, you're a big burly guy. You look like a pretty burly guy yourself. You don't have nothing to worry about. You know, what was he saying? Right. I'm a big black man. You know, I got a wide frame. I'm black. And most time I got a square bib, a square bib on my hat. So, you know, I, 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 I fit a category, you know? So sure. now that's real talk, Pastor Chad. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know? That's why I brought you so, on. I want a real talk. Because we got we to gotta talk about this in the right ways. And I love what yeah, you're saying there. Absolutely. The pendulum isn't to swing on the other side and then hold on to hate and expect no, that, not at to, all. that to be what makes change. But when we look at, at all. George Floyd's situation, we got to look at that. We don't need to ignore the racism, but what we should do is look through that to the heart and just say that was mm-hmm. produced because of sin and evil. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. And with yeah. that being said, how do we get the gospel into these situations? How does the gospel start to influence how we treat one another in a community? And and I always look to I think I used this as a on a, as an analogy on a podcast the other day, but if you look at a situation like this in terms of um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Both mm-hmm. both were fighting the issue of civil rights. But mm-hmm. Martin Luther King took a more gospel approach and took a more, Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. how would you say, not a softer approach, but just did it in silent dignity and respect. And he didn't sin in his anger. He stood his ground, but he didn't retaliate uh, sin for sin, whereas with Malcolm mm-hmm. X was leading more of a revolution. It was kind of, you know, fire fighting fire, and that's just never going to lead to a gospel resolution. 
And that right. did that did end up leading to the ultimate sacrifice for Martin Luther King. But I think that brings up the other point is many of us are not willing to put ourselves out there and sacrifice in the way that we need to in order to help make change. And usually that means humbly allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and having strength in that and standing firm and not retaliating, but still standing firm and standing up for what is right. And I think you know, Pastor Chad, you know, one, one of the things I said uh, years ago, actually when I probably first began to plant churches, is you know, we were having things happen, man. And <clears throat> as you guys said when you in the introduction of, of our discussion, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was calling out. And actually, we had a little a little TV show at the time, you know, Stillwater, when we first planted we were actually come, coming on the Hammond, Hammond channel, yeah. and I was calling out white guys, hey, white pastors, I need you to say something. Mm-hmm. I need you to say something about the racism. You know, I'm, I, and I, I'm talking about, I said it, I say, I'm teaching our people, and I've even had to dismiss a, a guy, you know, I told him he could leave because mm-hmm. he had a problem with me having a white pastor come and preach. And I told him, oh, man, that's what your problem is? Oh, man, you don't have that all the time, then. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 I'm a Southern Baptist, man. It's probably going to be more white people than you can stand around here all the time. <laughs> so you probably need to leave, you know, and, and, and get your heart fixed. Well, hey, on the flip side, hey, white brothers, mm-hmm. I don't hear you saying anything. Right. I don't hear you saying anything across the pulpit. I don't hear you, you know, uh, nothing in your Twitter, nothing in your, you know, social media. Hey, we, we I want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, I agree because with that. And you know, why... we have to experience your people. Right. You know, sure. we have to experience them in the stores. We have to experience them in the community. And what are you teaching them? Right. Absolutely. So what is it that is keeping the white church silent, in your opinion? Uh, other, other, uh, silent racism. Silent racism and those races who, who are big givers. They don't want to offend them. Mm. They don't want to offend the ones who who keep the wheels turning. Mm. Yeah, and I think, and I know this from a pastoral perspective, mm-hmm. because there are pastors who have private conversations about Negroes and not using the word Negroes, and I know that. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's got to got to be brought to light for sure. And then I think also the other side of that coin is, I think there's. Uh, also an ignorance at times. I know I fall into that category. There's times for me that's I don't realize the issues as bad as it seems or or maybe I'm afraid to address the issue because I don't want to be tone deaf or I don't want to say something that's that's more harmful than good or but mm-hmm. you know that's why we're doing this right now is I don't want to be that way. I want to educate myself and I want to bring um, friends like you, uh, Lonnie, to come on and help educate me and help educate us so that we can be on the same page. When it took a little curiosity on our end to dig into it, mm-hmm. to really form what we have now, which is a real belief based on the facts that we've been presented mm-hmm. through a biblical worldview, uh, but it, we had to care enough to form that response sure to dig in like to be curious to figure out okay what exactly like what's all the information that we know Um, and and our call as pastors is to lead into pastor and if we're not if we're not saying something about it in our congregations that are that are maybe more predominantly white then who who is telling them how to how to view things through a gospel lens and how to 
come alongside of uh, brothers and sisters of all races and and have an, an equality mm-hmm. mindset or to or even to stand up and fight in the ways that they can, you know, mm-hmm. right. um, if we're not telling them that. Well, essentially, we're uh, letting know. the social justice reform of America, which is very secular and post-Christian mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, we're letting them lead the charge on a very biblical issue that we should be leading in. And we're mm-hmm. totally missing that opportunity to lead and give them a much better response than social ref- I mean, social reform has to happen. Right. Um, but to to basically walk away from the church because they're not doing anything well now you know we're we're letting them you know go to war without any weapons and you're and you're doing a social reform without the gospel at the center which is only going to pendulum swing and cause other problems yeah you know (laughs) we have to do we have to do what's right and show people the gospel and this is an opportunity you know we always say the gospel thrives in reality well it doesn't get much more real than than something like George Floyd's situation. And we need to talk about how that's not what the Bible would would um, condemn or condone. It would condemn mm-hmm. those actions. And how do we, as Christians, humbly but strongly fight um, those social norms that need to change and develop right. a more biblical mindset and community? Okay, right. so we talked about that, uh, Pastor Lonnie. What? Can I? Can I just? Can I interject? Yes, uh, I, I want. Do. I want to have a. I want to have a real. Uh, I, <laughs> I want it to be reality, mm-hmm. uh, and and be real about, you know, what you guys will be able to see. Yeah. You know, uh, as as white men, I can't expect you to know, right, what it looks like and what it feels like to be a black man. I can't I can't expect you to be able to empathize in that way mm-hmm. because you will never know. So I can't expect you to respond as if you know either. Right. Because you don't. But what what I ask for and again, just to be patient. To hear. Hear the black voice. Don't be too shamed to say black lives do matter. <laughs> you right. know, well all lives. You know, yeah, we we already know all lives. And in America, you know, definitely the white life matters, you know. And that's just, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about white privilege. It is real. Mm-hmm. It is real here. It is real. You know, I can I can deal with some stuff that's so current right now that some people will probably be upset with me if I share it. And I may share it anyway. <laughs> because <laughs> listen Do to tell. this. Listen to this. Even with the whole... Uh, the help toward the churches, you know, I know churches that got phone calls from their banks. I don't know any black churches that I've, any black pastors I know yet that got phone calls from the banks to see if they needed the help that was promised, you know, from, from the white house, mm-hmm. you know, now, okay. That's one thing, but no, I just went to, uh, to take care of some business, um, you know, at the, at the city hall, and I went to see Hall. I'm Hammond, Louisiana, and uh, and I sent my mayor a text message, and he hadn't responded yet. Um, <laughs> but went to there, and there was a white older white gentleman. We were already told on the phone we can't come inside. And so my wife and I we go up to the thing because we're trying to take care of some util- utilities uh, business. And we get there, and there's an older white man who's in there, but we're standing out. 
And so we were getting ready to walk in. The lady rushed out to the door, young white lady. She said, oh, no, no, you can't come in. I said, well, bam. I said, what is the difference between us and that, that gentleman right there? She said, oh, well, no, he, he's just applying. You know, he has an application applying for a uh, thing. He's a contractor. I, I said, well, ma'am, I said, what's the difference between us and that gentleman right there? I said, now, I know what's the difference, but do we want to, you know, address it that way? I said, oh, no, 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 I don't understand what you're saying. I said, you don't understand what I'm saying. Mm. I said, ma'am, so you're going to, we got to, we got to do this application outside in the heat. But that gentleman was able to come inside. I said, you don't want to do this. I said, so just let us come inside. No, no, you can't come inside. We're trying to find a way to thin out our traffic. I say, oh, is this the way you thin it out? And she said, I, I don't know what you're trying to say. Now, same, you know, this this is just May 12th, I believe. Mm. This is a couple weeks ago uh, during the pandemic. So, uh, but so those are the those are the things that we run into all the time. Right. Yeah, and, and it, it can be easy for us to miss uh, on the other side that don't that don't live in your shoes for sure. But I like what you said about being patient, you know, because because truthfully, there's going to be a lot of things we just don't understand. Um, but at the same time, I want to understand, and I want to be able to come to the same place together and fight the fight together to bring the gospel to the forefront and let the gospel take take root and and that be what what changes everything to where it, it does come to a place where we don't see color of skin or or either socioeconomic status or anything but we just see people mm-hmm. and we see a need for christ right. you know and we help mm-hmm. one another and so that's going to take some work and unfortunately yeah. situations like george floyd are the things that spark people to start thinking um and and so one of my encouragements too is we got to start being more, more proactive and not reactive. Mm-hmm. We got to start, and that comes back to the first thing I said, and I, I think you agree with me, Pastor Lonnie, is we got to take care of our own house. Like, absolutely, inside of my home, my wife and my kids, we got to be having these conversations because we're mm-hmm. raising up the next generation, and right. then, and then in our churches, and then in our communities with our neighbors and our friends. If us as Christians would would begin to have these conversations and and use them to share the gospel through that re, that reality and the gospel would begin to take root, then communities would change. And as communities change, states would change, and our nation would change over time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. certain times, you know, if there is a need for a protest or a rally or something like that, we should also be willing to step out in those situations as well, but always not sitting in our anger, you know. There's no room for a violent protest. That's yeah. not going to solve the issue. Well, I'm I'm not surprised, you know, and I'm uh, not 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 blowing your horn here, but I'm not surprised you guys want to have the conversation, you know, because simply even how we met, mm-hmm. you know, and how I ended up coming and uh, being a part of the field church, you know, you guys were actually seeking, you know, to be a part of the black community, and right. you know, and uh, and I know you were kind of shy about saying exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was pulling out of you guys what y'all were thinking. And uh, so, hey, look, yeah, I'm the black dude. You know, so, um, but but no, that's, that was your heart, though. Yeah. Your heart was, how do we connect? How do we invest? You even you use that word. I mm-hmm. remember that. How do we invest in the black community, you know? Right. And so we need hearts like that, man. Yeah. 
before. See, that happened before. Mm-hmm. Because there would be no podcast right now if you guys weren't already pursuing right. on, on how to add and be a blessing to the black community and to be a part of it. Right. You know, So because of your interest and your heart to do that, mm-hmm. here we are. I'm a part of you. I'm a part of the field church. You know, right. we're we're family mm-hmm. simply because you guys already had a mindset though to do something different than have your you know your 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 all white church and you're just happy and going to heaven and you know <laughs> not really care about black people. You <laughs> right. know, <laughs> so right. You know, and, and, uh, and I, you know, one thing that I think you've mentioned before. I appreciate you saying that, Pastor Lonnie. Um, Sam and I and our church are definitely not perfect, but we do want to constantly humbly grow and 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 see areas that we can bless and make an impact in and and when we were thinking that way i think you know you've kind of already described it and this kind of goes back to what it looks like to invest yeah, there's a lot of people who may look at the black community or a poor community and say let's you know let's do some things let's let's do a food bank or a handout which that's good don't get me wrong i mean people need food mm-hmm. and fed but are you willing to step over and become friends are you willing to invite mm-hmm. them into your home? Are you willing to invite them mm-hmm. into your church? That's a totally different conversation. Absolutely. And, and I always want to be a church, um, and and I know that you feel the same way about your church, that mm-hmm. is willing to 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 give their, their lives over to to open their homes and their hearts, not just mm-hmm. a few good deeds and feel good about it. Right. And that's what's right. going to change the conversation when communities start to feel that way about each other but the church has to lead that the gospel is what makes that mm-hmm. possible yeah right right so real conversations pastor chad I appreciate real it. conversations man I'm, I'm saying i think that's what we need mm-hmm. you know people stop hiding you know the fact that you know you, you know you know we're you know we're in a bad situation <laughs> where if i say you know the white guy if I say that, like, I actually did that the other day. Yeah. I said, you know, the white guy, you know, now I was just trying to help him understand who I'm talking about, right. the white guy. And my son's like, daddy, daddy was a white woman right behind you. you know, so what? I'm trying to make him know I'm talking about the white guy. I'm not talking about the black guy. I'm talking about the white guy, you know. But, right. you, know, it, it, you know, so what that shows us, there are some stuff in our hearts about the white guy or the black guy to where even when things are innocent, you know, even when there's no issue at all, but our, our society is, is so, you know, hush oh, about yeah. racism, mm-hmm. about color, you know, to where, you know, you can't say, you know, look, man, I'm black, you know, I, I don't know what to call you, you know, <laughs> I, man, I'm black. Look at me, you know, <laughs> this is how I talk. Look at my hair. I'm black, you know? And so it's okay. Like most white people wouldn't want to call, they wouldn't want to use a, a, a black guy. You know, I'm black, dude. It's cool. Right. You mm. know, and when we can become real and relaxed about it, right. then I believe we can get to some, we can get into some nudges mm-hmm. and some, some cracks in our relationships and reconciling in a way that we never have before if we become real about it mm-hmm. and stop, you know, pity patting around it. And just go on and say, hey, you know what, man? It's some things about black people I don't understand. It's some things about white mm-hmm. people I don't understand. Can we have this conversation like Pastor Chad and I? We had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, what? Did, well, why is this? Why is this? Why? You know, and you know what? We got a better appreciation for one another and one another's culture and background because we had real conversation. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. And there was, but that goes back to, you kind of said it a minute ago, is the heart is what matters. We're able to have that conversation because our hearts were wanting to love each other. You know, right. it's okay to have that conversation when you want to, you're trying to figure out how to love each other better. You know, right. that's good. I don't know. I didn't grow up around a black community where I'm from farmland. There's barely anybody around, <laughs> you know, and so I had to learn. But the worst thing is when fear, anger, sin, when that's in your heart and just misunderstandings and you're not willing to, to have those conversations, that's when things get rooted in your heart that, that Satan uses. Right. And so right. we, we want right. to, I, I appreciate what you're saying there. We got to have real honest conversations that are driven by the heart of the gospel. A desire to love one another like Christ. Yes, sir. So, well, I think that's good for today. We we need to keep having these conversations. Um, Pastor Lonnie is not only a, a friend of mine, but a friend of the show, so I'm sure you'll come back on and have many more of these conversations with us. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, Pastor Lonnie. I know you're a busy guy, and um, helping just shed the light on how we can view a situation like George Floyd's and put it through a gospel lens and figure out what we can do to make the world better and more, more Christ centered. So thanks for joining us today, buddy. Hey man, thank you guys for having me, brother. Hope something was said. That'll be a blessing to someone. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Change Up Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but most importantly, we hope it helped. And if it did, please share it with a friend or someone you may be discipling. Also, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach us via either of those channels if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. We appreciate your guys' support and would also like to thank the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana for hosting and producing this podcast. If you don't have a home church, then please look it up at thefieldnola.com. We're not currently holding services due to the COVID-19 crisis, but if you go to The Field Church on Facebook, you can see all that we are doing for the members. Daily devotionals, daily praying through the Psalms. We have a live streaming of our services on Sunday morning at 1015, and just a bunch more ways to get connected to a very active church body. So thanks again, guys. Be blessed.